Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready. Clark Ford Studio. We'll talk some college football. It was the last uh, college football game of the season last night. The national championship. The Georgia Bulldogs knock off Alabama. I think 32-18 was the final. Uh, something like that. They um, 33-18. Yeah, 33-18 was the uh, the final. Georgia getting its first national championship since 1980. We'll discuss uh, anything that means. We'll look ahead to an early top 25. Some betting odds for next season and uh, and more. Also, the uh, the bigger story in college football yesterday. All the commissioners meeting a couple blocks down from Lucas Oil Field or Stadium there as they uh, discuss a playoff that is not really going very well as far as meetings right now. We'll get into that a good bit. Greg Sankey's pissed, that and uh, and more coming up on the show. College basketball tonight, Ole Miss and A&M from College Station, 7.30 start for that. So plenty going on. We'll get to all of it and more on the podcast. Podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Still trying to give you 10 bucks. All you got to do is go to the pump. Any Blue Sky location in Mississippi, take a picture of the QR code, open up the Oxford Exxon or the uh, Exxon mobile app, either one, and you get ten bucks right there. A thousand points equals ten dollars at the pump with the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations. Lunch specials, you know, are five sixty nine, two sides of bread, thirty two ounce drink. So that and much more there at the Oxford Exxon. Again, can be from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900, Call that number, ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. There's a pretty big uh, crowd starting to roll into rafters yesterday to watch um, Georgia and Alabama in the championship game. Uh, you can watch Ole Miss, Texas A&M basketball tonight. There's um, NFL playoffs this weekend. Uh, Ole Miss and Auburn this weekend at home as well. So uh, head over to rafters. Make that part of your weekend. Make it part of your week. Grab a burger, a po' boy, uh, great appetizers, <clears throat> full beer selection, uh, Full bar, the whole deal there at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford and also Rafters in New Albany. I watched the main telecast all night. I never even flipped on any of the alternate things. The, the I, I was just in general, from a principal standpoint, annoyed by the A&M thing on the film room that I didn't really even want to turn it on. Um, I, I just I actually I, I had a weird it. thing about that. So yeah, I just forgot about it. I, I watched... Uh, Carson and I watched the main broadcast. Just watched the whole thing. We, I, I was at my parents' at my, with my brother was in town. I missed the start of the game, and then um, I just I didn't even think about flipping around. I just watched that. 
It was well, a good, it was a good broadcast. They did a good job. Yeah, because like when I was because we, we use Hulu Live or whatever for my for my TV, and when you come on, like I had all the options in front of me. Like I had to scroll through and pick one, and I was like, yeah, no, let's just watch the game. Because frankly, I watched most of the second half with the volume off. Um, I just was working on some other stuff, kind of had it on in front of me. I was watching, but I I did not even have any sound on for pretty much the whole fourth quarter. Um, I, I, I will tell you this though, I went into it. Kind of just wanting Alabama to win because it was the known. Something about Kirby irks me. But there late, I found myself pulling for Georgia. Mm-hmm. I found myself wanting Georgia to win that football game. And I think that, if anything, it more just had to do, but I don't know anybody on the Alabama roster, and I was really happy for Matt Luke. I honestly mm-hmm. think that might have been what – at the end of the day, I went, why do I really care? What does it really change? Okay, I know one person. So I yeah. hope they do well. I was watching with Carson, and he was – Openly, outwardly cheering for Georgia. Was it really? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why he just was. <laughs> okay. uh, and so I was, I was, you know, it made it fun. Um, and then I'm like, you, I'm, look, anybody who doesn't have Alabama fatigue, you're either an Alabama fan or you just love the same thing over and over and over. Might be the guy that eats meatloaf every Monday. Sure. I mean, whatever. Uh, I was, I was happy for, I was happy for Kirby Smart. If I'm honest. Um, I was happy for Georgia fans. I, um, my uh, my wife's aunt Nancy called me yesterday. It was my birthday. She's a Georgia alum, big Georgia fan. They're all Georgia. Grew up basically around there, the whole deal. Um, so I was happy for her. I was happy for, uh, and I was happy for Matt. And I, I might, I, I've, there's a thread on our message board that, frankly, boils your blood a little. But they are. Uh, they are remarkably good people. So I was happy for Matt. Yeah. Matt didn't do anything wrong here. He took a job that he was offered. He tried hard. It didn't work. There are a lot of reasons it didn't work. He's gone to Athens. He's coaching on an incredibly talented team. And his offensive line played really well yesterday. They were a big difference in the fourth quarter of that game. They dominated the game late on and that then drive. At, and then at the end... Give Nick Saban a ton of credit. Nick Saban goes to midfield and was genuinely happy for Kirby Smart. That, it wasn't – I mean, he, he, he kind of kept Kirby there. Like, kept on, kept on. Like, kind of went back and forth. Um, I hated – I mean, I know Matt Corral's raising his hands. We're going welcome to my world a little bit. I hate Alabama was not at full strength just because I do – like, when Williams goes down, because the way you beat Georgia is to extend them into the secondary yeah. and throw down the field. Once that happened, that game was decided. At some point, as long as Bennett made a play or two, Georgia was going to win that game. I do think Alabama wins the football game if Jamison Williams doesn't get hurt. It's a different game, probably. Um, you know, when Slade Bolden becomes your primary receiver, yes. it's tough. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I, I thought Bryce Young did more for his stock last night in a loss than he's done in in a lot of the wins. Gritty, competitive, made throws, made plays. Uh, They just ran out of weapons. And it's one of the first times in a long time that Alabama just had fewer weapons on the field. Uh, Georgia's immensely talented. All the jokes and all that stuff, but they are an immensely talented team. And I was happy for Stetson Bennett. People are so ready to just throw someone under the bus. And the kid just, he made a mistake, and he said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be the reason we lose. And then they 
went at it. They got away from their conservative nature for just a couple minutes and made some deep throws, and, and he put the ball on the money, and their receivers made plays. And, look, they're the champs, and um, they were the best team in college football. Mm-hmm. I think we doubted it for a minute after the SEC championship game. Like, well, did they beat anybody? And the answer to that question was, yeah, they, they did beat some teams, and uh, they they won the title. They they destroyed Michigan, and um, in Nick Saban's words, they they kicked Alabama's ass in the fourth quarter last night. And and Alabama's the king, and when you are able to take the go physically take the crown from the king, you earned it, and and they did. And Saban, again, I, I thought it was one of the cooler moments of the game. Yeah. Um, I was glad the camera stuck with it because he – Kirby Smart worked for Nick Saban for about 11 years. And if you talk to people who are familiar with the Alabama program, and I'm friendly with a lot of those people, uh, they will tell you that Nick Saban absolutely loves – that's the word, Kirby Smart, almost like a son. And Kirby has gone over to, to Georgia and he – built Alabama East and last night was the coronation and it won't be 42 years before they win another title. It was a couple different things there last night from Saban. One, it was like you said, he was happy for Kirby. Well, you know, it's it's one of the things, I mean, somebody who knows all of these guys incredibly well, when we had Tyler Siski on a few months ago, said, which one would he like to lose to? He goes, I'm not a doubt, Kirby, because Mm -hmm. he generally likes him, would be happy for him and, and the success that comes with that. Um, and then also, it's Nick knowing, hey, you don't win every time, and I got a pretty good team coming back next sure. year. It's going to be all right. Not the what was one game is not the end of sure. any world. We're going to go to work tomorrow. Be all right. We're 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 cool. Oh yeah, no, it'll thirty one still plays for me. It'll Bryce Young still it'll, plays for me. It'll light a fire for 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 Saban. They'll be. I mean, if you had had me predict who wins next year, I know who I'm picking. Uh, Kirby was Nick was congratulating him. He I think his quote was, "Yeah, you kicked our ass in the fourth quarter." And then Kirby was trying to check on Jamison. It seemed like kind of what their back and forth was there as they were doing it. And, and Nick said they think it's an ACL was what he told Kirby in the uh, in the handshake there post game as that was uh, as that was going on. Um, it looked like an ACL. It did non contact. The way he went down, and then he was able to walk when the pain went away. If it were a muscle thing, he probably wouldn't have been able to walk right there. He was able to walk, but. They took him back, and he kind of knew. It sucks for him, but I think he's proven his value. They'll they'll fix the ACL, and he'll he'll help an NFL franchise. You think so? Like, yeah, like the chances there gonna be all I right. I like his chances to be okay. We got that. We got uh, the look. Look, you guys. You've been in on our stick for years. I know you get it. You you laugh at it. You at least appreciate it. But I got to tell you, anyway, he won't mind me. I got to text from Cole McCarty last night, going, "Hey, I get it now." And his re his, what we were talking about was the shrimp cocktail. Yeah. That this obsession, that, yeah, it's very good. It is it is good. That cocktail sauce is absolute fire. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. It is very good. We've 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 had bottles of it. It's mm-hmm. good. It's very good. However, and you have to understand. Sports writers. Yeah. Really sports writers even more than media in general. Just sports writers. Yes. The I don't mean like, oh, that's cool, yum. I mean like the euphoria that they had at halftime of this game last yeah. night because the media meal was St. Elmo's shrimp cocktail, where they look, it is very good in the shrimp. I mean, everybody may make their hey, it's landlocked and it's Indiana. The shrimp is very high quality, it's good. But 
those, sh- those shrimp had clearly come from that's like what the I'm Walmart. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was the cocktail sauce with communal frozen shrimp. Thank you. It was not steakhouse quality 1899 shrimp in that quantity. The cost on that would be astronomical relative to what it was. Yes. They went and got a bunch of pre-cooked boiled shrimp, yep. put them out, and then put St. Elmo's cocktail sauce around it. That is correct. And everybody's going, oh, my God, I cried when I ate it. And it's like. I've told you. You can mail order this for like 12 bucks. We've done it. We appreciate those who sent it to us. Like I, People think that I'm It kidding. is the new version of when we talked about it at Ohio State games. The media would line up with seven minutes to go in the second quarter to get in line for the McFlurries at halftime. It was like the national championship version of that. Because the only thing we see even close is covering games at Memphis when they bring rendezvous out. That's the only even like sort of ballpark thing that we run into from this standpoint. Yeah. But you could go to the rendezvous and get get it yourself. They all tweeted about it. Like I I, know. I, I mean I, oh, oh god. Oh. Well, I mean you think it, 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 it's shrimp cocktail. You think I'm kidding when I tell you that some of those people now you see why the narrative is controlled. They bring, I'm, Chase, I'm being serious. They bring them to Indianapolis in February and let them do a mock selection committee. Ooh. Ooh. Mock selection committee. And they'll take them out to dinner. They will. At St. Elmo's. I'll have a big time. And they probably play some Bruce Springsteen out. And they, <laughs> they just own them. And then when they tell them, hey, we need you to write this, they do. It's a little more subtle than that, but yeah, not much. Sure. They're easily manipulated. Apparently, Ohio State can actually keep their McFlurry machine operable, unlike most McDonald's. Yeah, apparently right? it works most of the time. And I, I know here's the thing too. I bet it's like some kind of soft serve thing, and they just in house make a bunch of toppings that allow you to then mix. Like I doubt we actually have a certified McFlurry situation. I've never covered a game at issue, so I don't know. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't typically eat a lot at games that I'm covering. Well, for multiple purposes. <laughs> I mean, I'm busy. I've got a computer. My hands, I, I don't want my hands to be dirty. Like I covered Ole Miss. Who did they play Mississippi State Saturday? I had a water. You know, a beer? No. Yeah. I had a water. I don't, I don't get it. And well, I've covered, I've covered football games where I've been in the stadium for ten hours, and I've had. They say they're, you're there a, a long time. Getting hungry is very possible, and you can grab something at some point. But the way these things are set up, especially at football games, and p- people where we would say, no, it's buffet style. Like you just grab it. Like yeah. literally, they were piled up on tables, banker, where you just used the tongs or your hands and grabbed it. So. You wouldn't have been able to pay me <laughs> to go get that. After all those cats have been touching and no, no, I'm good. Because sports writers, a lot was of them. It, was it Mandel or somebody who goes best halftime meal ever with periods behind every yeah, word? Yeah, oh, he, was so ex- he was so excited. He was like moved. But these, these. What I was going to say is we, that we have you, earned our reputation. If you eat 
if you eat all the time, every time a media meal is presented to you at a football game, you've had like four meals because they'll have pregame stuff, they'll have mm-hmm. halftime stuff, they'll have postgame stuff. I mean, you're giving food non-freaking stop. I know. In addition to like all the popcorn and the peanuts and the candy and the cookies. And, and the you stuff. see these guys and they eat the whole day and like, hey, champ, there's a reason your waistline's a 46. I mean, it, it's not by accident. Get a little bit of it at state with the muscadine ripple. They'll get really annoyed when the muscadine ripple is gone and all they have left is the cookie dough or the chocolate or vanilla or whatever. Yeah. They have that. When we're there, it's like 10 degrees. Like the last thing I want is, hey, do you have any ice cream? Because they'll be shivering eating their muscadine ripple as they do it. Now, Vanderbilt does have really good gelato. I will give them that. Um, I'm not going to go line up for it, but Vanderbilt has really good gelato. State usually has uh, fresh coffee. The entire game. You are always. Because Vanderbilt has that awful coffee. You're like, you can't even do coffee? You can't just like have. Just football. Baseball don't give you a spread. Yeah, yeah. Damn, just, just let Corbin run the entire athletic department. <laughs> just put Tim in charge. Let him handle it. And it'll, it'll be I, right. I don't. I mean, I'll go to most football games, in fact, and I won't eat the entire game that I'm there. I'll just I'll grab a coffee or a water or whatever. Ole Miss typically has that lemonade that's pretty good. and I'll You go do get, like the lemonade. I'll go get some lemonade. You like the because that lemonade's pretty good usually. You are. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to spend five minutes on food, but I I knew it was coming, and yet I was still baffled when I saw it. And I just went, "There you go, I there you go." I didn't know it was coming, and there it was, and I was like, "Oh my god, you guys oh. are like orgasmic over sh- frozen shrimp." I said, "Do you want to go to Stewart? Do you ever go to Walmart? Just like grab a bag." Thaw it out under running water. Boil it for a minute. Yeah, but gee, you're not sitting. You're not standing out. She goes, I'll eat ice cream in the winter and the temperature in my mouth the same as year round. We're in an open air press box, though. Go out to buy the mailbox and eat the ice cream after you've been out there for 45 minutes is more the problem. It's not yeah, the time of year. It is that you're frozen. The, it, yeah, like you're freezing. Yeah, the last thing you want is... I mean, because if, co- if I'm covering an Egg Bowl in person at State, I mean, I, seriously, it's overcoat and gloves and yeah. scarf. I mean, you're you're shaking at some point. Nine times so out of cold. ten, it's really cold. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Oh. You prefer open-air press boxes? Um, yeah, typically. Because you? you can... You can hear and take it in a little more. a little bit better, but... It's been so long since I've been to a football game. <laughs> I mean, I've only been to one. I don't remember. I've only been to one in person in the last two and a half years. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't have it in front of me. I was going to find it in a second. Um, the Vegas odds for next year. But my point being to this, because there's no reason to spend much time on it, and I don't know that the odds matter. Because my, my point is, if I'm putting money on anybody, no matter what the odds are, it's Alabama or Georgia, and my only even flyer might be Ohio State. Otherwise, sure. every single dollar is a waste of money. Sure. We can talk about everything else, but if you're just betting, you go, oh, I get so-and-so at 30 to 1. Well, no, why? I mean, light it on fire if you want, but that five bucks didn't turn into anything. No. I mean. I'm putting my money on Alabama right now. I would just take, if you said, okay, you got this money and you can sort of disperse it however you want, I'll just put it all on Alabama and roll. I've got a 50% shot of winning. Do you think them or Georgia are winning? Yeah, they're going to play for it. They're going to play again. 
think both men knew it when they stand there at the midfield. They've built superpowers. Yeah, the, the Heisman odd list, just stupidity. I mean, um, Will Anderson, by the way, has the same odds to win the Heisman as, as uh, Will Rogers this morning. I bet on Anderson. They have Anderson at 40 to 1. He's the best player in college football. Yeah. I, I mean, know I'm harping at this point, but I'm even watching last night and I'm going, you idiots put Aiden Hutchinson in New York? Yeah, no. That, Georgia had to, everything Georgia did had to be around him. Done around him. And he still was incredibly impactful for three quarters. Yeah, I, I don't even think Ohio State's a good value. I'm just saying that's even the only, quote, sleeper I would throw in other than Alabama and Georgia. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even consider Michigan or Oklahoma or somebody like that. Like, Clemson's up there. No way in hell. No, they're not beating those teams. It was funny. There were people in, in, in media, I'm not calling names, that were bitching about this not being a good game. I thought it was a really entertaining game. From start to finish. It was a great game. It's a good game. It was defensive. We're so conditioned for, if you don't get points, it's a bad game. That was a good game. Yeah, no, I mean, they were both especially Georgia, was having to, okay, when do we go for it? When do we take a shot? Because they were trying to be conservative and stay in the game and figure it out. And, and there, there was a chess match element to it that I kind of enjoyed. I thought it was really interesting. It, it's, I, I don't know. It was the two best teams in the country, and they played each other for the title. And it was a, I was entertained. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. It's... It's an interesting dynamic to me, the, the, the people who, the national people who make a living off that sport, and it gets to the end, and they can't criticize because they're indebted to the NCAA on a day when it would be, we will in a minute, on a day when it would be really easy to criticize the sport. But, but Alabama and Georgia playing at the end, those were the two best teams. Those are the two guys that have built superpowers. They haven't – they're not doing anything wrong. I mean, everybody goes, well, they're both those teams. Everybody's buying their teams. Well, they manipulated uh, – they've, 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 they've uh, tampered with rosters. Everyone's tampering. Everyone's tampering. Your roster's being tampered with, and your coaches are tampering with rosters. It's like I'm, – I'm not even going to use names here because, frankly, I don't want to even give them the publicity for it. But it's like the, the alt-media portion of the college football fan base that apparently just hates college football but still tries to cover it for a living – is, oh, God, we're I'm so glad we got this rematch. Well, it was a great game, and what the hell do you want them to do? Play Cincinnati? I mean, like, who who else was supposed to be in the stupid well, that's game? that's what I'm saying. Those were the two best teams. I mean, if you do something else, they're just going to win 41-3, to and we'll all move on with our night. I mean, you wanted the two best teams? Because there's a group of people who go, no, well, you should have left Georgia out, so somebody else would have gotten to play. Well, and then what? Yeah, so, you think so, Notre Dame was beating Alabama last no night? Way. I mean. In fact, I mean. Look, nobody beat either one of those teams. They beat each other once. That's it. No, nobody else well, was A&M. beating them. A and M. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Congrats. That night happened, and that was the reason A and M was doing the ESPN thing. Yeah. Because they looked for a storyline and they found something. Yeah. It was a well played game. I'm sure the ratings are good. It kept everybody in until basically three minutes left in it. In it. If you were Kirby, would you have gone for two when you went up seven? 
to go up nine to put it away? No, I didn't. I didn't. You didn't kick the extra point? I just kicked the extra point. Okay. We were debating that in a group text last night. Whether you go for that, two there to end it. Because that way you make them make two plays sure. to beat you and not just one. Yeah. We'll get into the uh, the playoff discussion, which actually is what does affect Ole Miss a little bit moving forward um, here in a second. First, about Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Two packages, the 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband, N-E-Spark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone services available, parental controls, network security, and much more. So get the best internet around with Northeast Spark. Again, 662-238-3159. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Uh, Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. Call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. We are also brought to you by Service Specialist. What are your goals for the year 2022? Does your company need hard-to-find talent to meet these goals? Maybe you're personally seeking a career change. Let this be your year to make the change, and your first step needs to be to contact Service Specialist Employment Agency. They're the oldest employment agency in Mississippi. They recruit in all industries. Remember, there's nothing to lose by reaching out. There's no cost to you as a candidate, and everything is kept confidential. Service Specialist wishes you and your company a successful 2022. You can contact them at 662-832-5138. I'll have a mailbag up tomorrow at rebelgrove.com. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, you can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They have a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. Right there on South Lamar in Oxford or with Tyson Drugs. They are on the square in Holly Springs. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSync. Fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have what you need there with G&M. They also offer right-way meds to individually package your medication for someone who needs that extra step. Again, 662-236-2222. So earlier in the day, um, the commissioners plus uh, the Notre Dame AD, Jack Swarbrick, what was his name? Yeah. They all met uh, in Indianapolis to discuss the ongoing discussions about what to do with the playoff. Because, you know, since June, when they put out that first idea of it moving to a 12 teamer, I think that everybody said, okay, well, that's 100% getting done. They're already announcing it to us. This is rubber stamped. This has been nothing but, this has been everything but rubber stamped to this point. Yeah. Um, including yesterday, Bob Bowlesby of the Big 12, who I always make fun of, but actually he was completely right yesterday. He and Greg Sankey beyond pissed off leaving this room yesterday as for multiple different reasons. Um, eight of the 11 in the room have agreed to basically just get it done, find something. Sure, we don't all agree exactly how we want to do it, but let's, let's do this thing and move on. The ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big 10 
won't agree. They are being complicated on seemingly everything at this point. Um, what what are the hangups? Um, they want there's some discussion between eight or twelve, and the people who want the other thing will not budge at all off the other. And then the automatic qualifiers. Um, frankly, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are wanting to take their ball and go home because it doesn't guarantee them the Rose Bowl every year. Okay. Literally, the Rose Bowl is hanging up so much of these discussions. Well, that tells me that the Rose Bowl is is in their pockets. Well, a hundred percent. They can't genuinely feel that. I mean, Greg Sankey says yesterday, those who asked to expand the playoff are not ready to act. Um, frankly, it's in my best interest to leave it at four. Yeah. His point, and Sankey says this, I'll read a couple different quotes as we go down the story. I'm reading from Ross Dellinger. Because Keenum had a great quote about that, too. He was yeah. exactly right. Well, because Sankey's deal is, look, you guys are the ones that wanted it. Okay, fine. I don't care. I prefer eight, but I'll do 12. All, all Sankey's worried about is the ability – to get more SEC teams in versus at-large spots. He doesn't want a, a system where every damn body's an automatic qualifier, hence something last night wouldn't even be possible, and you just got – instead in the championship game, you've got Georgia playing Houston or something yeah, just no. because they want to – it's like, come on. like yeah. no, the sun, You have to have some whatever. The Sun Belt doesn't need a, a qualifier. Because Sankey was pissed off enough that when he came out, his first comment was, well, if we're just looking at results, maybe we deserve two at-larges. I mean, two, two automatic bids then. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's hard to really argue with him at this point. He ain't wrong. So his point was, you guys all asked for it. I came here and said, okay, we're cool, but I'm sitting in this room wasting my day when I could be doing something else with it because you three won't actually agree to anything. So if you want to be complicated, I'll just I'll tie this thing up, take my ball and go home and leave it at four, and I'll be all right. That's his point. It's hard, it's hard to really argue with him. Now, look, the SEC is going to win the most in an eight-teamer and a 12-teamer, too. Ole Miss would have been in the playoff. I mean, they, they, there, are, there, are, there are different ways to win this at all for Greg Sankey. But he is coming into this with the most power of anyone at this point, for, for damn sure. And by clogging it up right now, because they've kind of set an arbitrary date. of If it doesn't get done very soon, it's not going to get done until 2026, which is when the whole rights package changes and they can do some different things to get it accomplished. But by being stubborn right now, they are throwing away $450 million in mm-hmm. additional money. Yep. 16 extra playoff spots mm-hmm. in 24 and 25. And then the increased ratings and TV leverage and all those things that would go with those ESPN games turning into, into games. Because the one that the one that makes the most sense that most people have agreed to at this point is a proposal that essentially puts um, 12 teams in, mm-hmm. you have a lot of at-large spots, and you play the first-round games on campuses. Mm-hmm. Before the quarters and the semis are the, at the five, bowl games. The 512, 6-11, 7-10, and 8-9 on college campuses. Correct. And then you play the quarterfinals in bowl settings. Yeah, big that weekend of four games would be on college campuses. This year the games would have been – one of them would have been in Oxford. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where all the games would have been. I think one of them would have been in Iowa City. South Bend. South Bend and Cincinnati. Okay. Well, Cincinnati got in. Or Michigan State. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, wherever. Whatever. I would have watched. Would you have watched? 100%. Yep. Are any of those teams winning the national championship? I don't know. Probably yeah, not. nine committee members. Oh, have one would have been in Waco. Oh, that's right. Nine committee members have almost would have hosted Oklahoma State. That's correct. Nine committee members have publicly supported the original 12-team playoff model. 
The proposed model grants automatic bids to the six highest-ranked conference champions, which is six, which gets in the group of five. That gives them a spot. Yeah. First-round buys to the highest-ranked four champions and completes the field with six at-large selections. Mm-hmm. So the only thing Sankey doesn't like about this, but he's willing to be fine with it, is that Georgia would not get a buy. But whatever, it'll be all right. They'll play an extra game and beat the hell out of somebody. Yeah, in this on. scenario, Georgia would have been the five. five. They could they, not be the one through four. And they would have played a 12 in Athens and beaten the ever-living out. But who cares? We yeah. would have watched. They right? would have played Wake Forest, and then they would have moved well, on. It, it would have. Here's what it would have done. It would have actually made the SEC championship bigger. Because of the bye. Because Georgia played that game going, eh, whatever. So we're going to wear white instead of red in the, fi- in the final? Yeah. We're going to go to Miami instead of Dallas? Yeah. Eh, okay. Tell me when it matters. <clears throat> You're not going to get an SEC trophy. Okay, that kind of sucks. What else? That's it. In this, it'd be like, no, no, the difference is you have a buy. There's a big difference. Mm-hmm. You don't have to play an extra game. Okay, well, then maybe we're going to. I don't have to play 160 plays total that somebody could get hurt. Yeah, maybe we're going to wind up and play this thing now. Yeah, we're going to win the game, but it's not about that. I mean, and then Bowlesby says, I think that was received favorably, but since then we spent time on it. Some don't like it now. We knew it was going to get out, and so we went ahead and shared the details of it. It wasn't intended to buy in anybody. Everybody's worried about their own silo at this point. Yeah. Those three conferences can't. The Pac-12 hasn't even had a playoff team since 16. But what's the ACC? This helps you. What is the ACC's argument? They're in this stupid alliance. Remember, they tied in with the Big oh, Ten yes. and the Pac-12. I forgot the alliance. They were in the alliance that's going to change college football. And instead, they just keep them at the same. They're doing nothing but pissing off, essentially, Bowlesby, Sankey, and Swarbrick at this point is what's happening. Now, I'll tell you this. If I'm USC, oh, if I'm USC after yesterday, <coughs> Greg, <laughs> <coughs> hypothetically. Hey, our name is the University of Southern California, right? Okay, no, cool. I'm, I'm totally serious. If I'm them, I'm, I'm picking up the phone. Hey, uh, y'all got any interest? You got, you got a little bit expanding thing you doing. Expand a little more. Cause we're about done with this. Oh, you know the AD is it still Pat Hayden or whoever it is over there. Like whoever it is is pissed, right? It's not Pat Hayden anymore. No, but if you want to be a big boy, so now if you're in the Pac-12, I mean you got to go unbeaten, and even then I don't know that you get in, and you're so obscure. That it's hard to pull it off. It's hard to recruit at that level. Well, then the other thing, doing it, like somebody says in the thread, the ACC badly wants Notre Dame, but Notre Dame wants to get this done. I mean, they're getting more pissed at the ACC by the moment. The oh. two leagues that want Notre Dame the most, they go, well, damn it, guys. If I'm Notre Dame and I'm doing a conference, I know which conference I'm calling. And people think I'm kidding. I am not kidding. I'm not even a little kidding. Well, the only two options that make sense for Notre Dame are the SEC and the Big Ten. That's it. And the Big Ten's being complicated because Kevin Warren is one of the worst commissioners in the history of football. And if I'm Notre Dame and I want to recruit some of these Southern players, I know how to do it. Yeah, I mean, Dellinger says here, Sankey and many others are baffled by an obvious truth. The conferences that need expansion the most and strongly encouraged it three years ago were the ones either on the fence or flatly voting against the current proposal. We don't need this, Sankey said on expansion and with a wave of his arm. Yeah, he's pissed. He's, he's really mad. He spent like eight hours in a room when he had two teams in town and needed to see a bunch of people, and instead he sat there and listened to them bitch at one another back and forth. Yeah, no, he was fuming. I'm a little surprised he didn't just get up and walk out. 
I got better things to do than you guys figuring it out. You know my vote. Holler at me when you make a decision. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. no he, with this. This would be a fun day to sit in a room with him and say, Because I think Mike Slav walks out. He's trying to be diplomatic. He's trying really hard. Well, but I, I'm telling you, there's another power play coming. And when it does, this is going to be his way of saying, I tried. I told you guys. I tried the nice way. We did. We tried. Because I'm telling y'all, this Oklahoma, Texas is not the end of it. Because it's not the end of it. The SEC has qualified at least one team in 15 of the last 16 title games, has won 12 of those, and sent 18 teams to the last 16 championship games. It's total domination. If you want to be, if you want to get in that tournament without winning a conference championship, you better be in the SEC. And if you don't think that message has been sent loud and clear, Because like I said, Sankey wants it done. It helps him at 8. It helps him at 12. The SEC still gets more teams than anybody else in that point. Sure, they always have more teams of course. in the 12-team playoff. And he makes a point here. I mean, he's for it. He, he has a quote yesterday who says, In December 2018, conference leaders from those not in the SEC were loudly and publicly calling for expansion. We were not. It's not good for college football, however, though, to have an entire region not central to the playoff, meaning the West. Mm-hmm. Meaning put them in. Fine. Yeah. Play. Oregon, let them in the playoff. Utah, whomever. I guess Utah. And the university presidents are generally for it because of the money. That's what's amazing is that there's this arms race and the ACC is over there bitching about money and you're going to walk away from that many hundreds of millions? I I don't get it. But you're stubbornly, no, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Okay. Well, then you won't ever make this tournament again. That was kind of his threat yesterday. He said, I'm, 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 I'm being patient, but I am close to just saying no, and then y'all can't do it without me. So, yeah. That's it. Well, that's not all he's saying. Well, no. He said, I'll take your I'll, I'll, I'll take your calls now. You know, because if you're not going to make the playoff, Routinely, don't you want the money? I would. Yeah, the paragraph here. Meanwhile, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten have an historic relationship to consider. The two leagues hold a lucrative separate contract with the Rose Bowl. The oldest bowl game in college football, the expansion proposal impacts that agreement. The date of the game's kickoff and the traditional matchups of teams. Something seen as a, po- as, as a possible hurdle to expansion. They won't give up the Rose Bowl. I mean... And then the Pac-12 had the gall to put out a press release saying they're open to all options. You that did, essentially Sankey you, and Bowlesby and Swarbrick are all lying. You literally just held it up over a time slot that most of the time could probably be accommodated because you would play the quarterfinal games on New Year's Day six out of every seven years. They would do everything in the world to help you. Well, the only year you wouldn't do it is if it fell on a Sunday, like next year. And, and Even Christmas on a Sunday next year, New is. Year's on a Sunday? Yeah. Yes. Unless it's a leap year. I don't know. I don't know. All right. They want us to talk about transfer portal. Oh, okay. We'll do it in a minute. Uh, a couple interesting stats yesterday before we, uh, we'll go into a break, come back out and do that. Uh, first time Saban led at the half, but then lost by double digits since Michigan State lost to LSU in the 1995 Independence Bowl. And then every head coach who has won a national title at their alma mater, um, all SEC teams, 
It's never happened at a, at a, at a program other than an SEC team. So it's Kirby and who? Uh, you want to guess? There are five. Vince Dooley. I don't guess he no. went to Georgia. He's on the list. That's right. Vince went to Auburn, right? Uh, don't know. Honestly, no clue. So it's Kirby, uh, Phil Fulmer. That's correct. Um, Three more. Yeah. One incredibly obvious one that won a lot of titles. Oh, Bear Bryant, of That's course. That's correct. Yeah. Um, Two more. One title each. East team, West team. This is not my strong suit. Um, I gave you no heads up. I mean, I'm, I'm, no, that's okay. I'm just, I'm, this shows you how little of a historic. Uh, yeah, don't look at the Steve Spurrier. All right, yep, and that was in, that was all over the thread. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to look. Yeah. At, I'm not looking at the screen. And then one more. And this one's in the West. This one's in the West. Yes. Um, I'm 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 guessing this is Auburn. That's correct. Is it? Should Jordan or it's Ralph Jordan, yeah. Okay, yeah, that is correct. So, those are the ones Smart, Fulmer, Spurrier, Bryant, Jordan, Jordan, yeah, that's it. Okay, so decent question there. Not bad. I will say this you look at the Matt Luke thread on our board, and it's why if I'm an agent, I tell a coach, do not go back to your alma mater, not if it means anything to you. Now, if you don't care and it's just a place that you happen to go to college, great. Be careful if you want to retire there. If you just have yeah. an emotional attachment to it, because yeah. if it doesn't go well, you're not you're not like I, I think Matt and them want to come back one day. Yeah, that's true. I don't know that they can. Might be in for a real surprise. It maybe the vitriol goes away over time. I, I think there's also a difference though in a message board thread and people in the community they deal with. Probably so. Where you're not, I mean, it's not like they have to go out and talk to the. 3,000 people on a message board every day. Because, um, I mean, they're pretty loved around here. Um, sure. I mean, I th- as they should be. As they should be. They're yeah. really good people. That's, yeah. That's where that's at. All right. We'll talk about Portal in a second. Uh, if we do, let's see about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704. Or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Brought to you by Opa. It's Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. Delicious menu featuring gyros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, amazing candlelit patio, 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. If you're thinking about a uh, summer vacation, sometimes I catch myself thinking about summer vacation. I just want to go to the beach and sit there with rip a book. But if your summer vacation might be a little more complicated than that, get in touch with John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He will give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387. Or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle, which is home to the Pinnacle uh, 401k advisory services team. They'll conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N-Wealth.com. The College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, the largest selection 
of Rebel Gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. Or uh, if you live in Hernando, Memphis, DeSoto County, call uh, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, 662-429-4429. Podcast is brought to you by Nick's Tan and Associates, Nick's Tan, Oxford, dot com six six two two eight one one two zero zero they'll help you on both sides of the home buying process buying selling here in Lafayette County Clay DeWeese so keep Graham their team of associates will help you out somebody you can trust and know here when you are purchased or selling your home so again six two two eight one one two zero zero next ten oxford dot com uh let's see so Ashim Young commits to Ole Miss yesterday. Huge pickup out of Iowa State, the defensive back. Got some coverage there at RebelGrove.com. Um, probably the replacement for Jake Springer, or at least that's the that's the hope. He played the majority of his snaps at free safety. They moved him around a good bit. I talked to Bill Seals, who covers Iowa State for rivals, and he mentioned his uh, physicality, his ability to tackle, his uh, proficiency in run defense. And he actually doesn't cover as bad as he's kind of getting credit for, at least from a stat standpoint. I looked it up yesterday. And opposing quarterbacks targeted him 17 times. That only turned into eight completions, and uh, he had two interceptions as well. He forced a couple of fumbles. Apparently, he got a ton of targeting penalties as a freshman, but he cleaned that up as a uh, as a sophomore. And um, he's a he's he's a bit of a headhunter. So that's where uh, what Ole Miss gets with him. Um, he also had offers from A and M and somebody else, and I'm forgetting who the second team was, but nonetheless, of uh, quality player. Probably should be able to step in for Ole Miss. Like I said, I think he feels that Springer role is probably where that's sitting. Um, I think we're probably on some level of commitment watch for the Central Michigan linebacker, uh, Troy Brown. Yes. Is that right? Um, yes. Three-time All-Mac. He has one year of eligibility remaining. And then there's going to be another round of portal uh, jumping here in the next day or two. Um, you're going to have another set of people grab. We're certainly expecting it. Yeah. Um, no, not saying names. And um, but I, I think that's probably where it is. So I think you're going to have a lot more portal activity, and then still looking for that quarterback. Still looking, frankly, out west right now. We reported yesterday, Ole Miss uh, trying to get in the mix for Jackson Dart, who uh, has jumped into the portal now that Caleb Williams is expected to go to USC, and then Michael Trigg, the talented tight end that is at SC as well. So, so um, I've reached out to Jackson Dart's father. No response yet. I reached out to. Uh, Michael Trigg's father, he responded, we're supposed to talk today. Oh, he did? He did. I don't – He's he's pretty comfortable talking to the media. Yes. Um, I know there's a report that they're visiting today. I, I don't know whether that's true or not, to be honest. They were trying to get them in town. We'll see. There's a report that Dart is taking an official visit to Oklahoma this weekend. Could take a visit to Oklahoma. Okay. There was some there, – I, I know we'll be shocked here. There was some uh, – Lapses in exact phrases between there and here as at two four seven. As it, well, I just mean even as it's got brought over, like everywhere he went, it did not exactly was not what was said. So yeah, you say maybe a, something was set up to get clicks? Saying it was not exact, he could end up in Oklahoma. I don't know, but I'm just saying that was not exactly what. The, but there may uh, have been clickbait. Is that am it's, I am it's, I it's, is it's, that possible? Potentially a, a thing. Yes. I mean, I I talked to someone yesterday who's out in L.A. who's familiar with Dart and the two teams, the two schools that had come up 
initially in conversations were BYU and Ole Miss. He is Mormon. BYU, you may have heard, is a Mormon school. And he is incredibly tight, with, or not tight, he is very familiar with John David Baker, which helps Ole yes. Miss. Yes. Who also is the tight ends coach, which would be good for Trick. Um, his offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, just got hired at West Virginia. Correct. I don't know whether that's a tie. I have no idea. I would rather talk to someone close to Jackson Dart, and I could be more accurate. But to this point, and I'm sure that their phones have blown up, so to this point I've not yet heard from uh, from Dart. Uh, we'll see what he says to Neil today. Mike Trigg, Michael's dad, has made it clear that uh, his son is looking for volume catches at tight end that he did not think – well, A, Lincoln Riley did not recruit him at all when he was at Oklahoma. Uh, he, point, he has pointed out to multiple media members, including our buddy Antonio Morales with The Athletic, that uh, he had over 50 offers out of high school, but Oklahoma was not one, and that under Lincoln Riley's system, he did not believe um, that there would um, – be volume passes. Lane Kiffin known for getting the tight end involved. Harrison Bryant won the Mackey Award a few years ago. Kenny Yaboa obviously improved his stock as uh, as as well. Um, yes, there is a church for that in Oxford. I mean, obviously there's not a large contingent, but there is that availability. He is from Utah. One of the things that I was told weeks ago when I asked somebody about Jackson Dart, when I we were kind of looking ahead to who some of the quarterbacks could be on the portal, and we knew this Caleb Williams thing was a possibility with him going to USC, was I was told that Dart would prefer to stay west. Now, that doesn't, doesn't mean that he will. It doesn't mean that hasn't changed. But it might be a little bit more of an uphill battle than people think. I don't. These decisions, people have the tendency, us included, to go, okay, well, what's his best football fit? They're humans. And usually there's more to it than that. Trigg is from Florida, so for him, going to Mississippi is closer to home. Yeah, he's cool. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, if if you He's already done the cross country thing. Yeah. But if you're a kid from Utah who was in LA, it might be simply easier to stay in that area than it would be to go to a completely different part of the country. I don't know. Again, I've not talked to Jackson Dart and I've not talked to people close to him. I'm working at it. And maybe uh Mike Mike Trigg will be able to give me some insight on that. I don't know. He probably knows the Dart family. I would think they're familiar, sure. Probably a, a deal. Yes, he is from Devin Brown's high school. At least there at the end. So. Yeah, I almost cracked the joke right there, and I didn't. I stopped. Grind says, no worries, y'all. If you can come get Kazada if you don't find nobody. <laughs> um <laughs> It's even a little bit of my thing, though, when we – because I was looking at the top 25 that they've got coming up. Our Slaybaugh put it out yesterday, sorry. And A&M is incredibly high. I mean, I'll get into it before before we get done with the show. Okay. But, I mean, their quarterback thing is up in the air. I mean, I still kind of have some questions. a and Yeah, I mean, it's King or Max Johnson. It's like, okay. People there insist that it's Haynes King and that – it's all good. I don't know. When is A&M not insisted their thing is all good? I just watched Georgia win the title with Stetson Bennett. I know. And when A&M does that, I will believe they can do it. But I'm and, and again, they are they're recruiting so damn well that at some point you got to win some games. But I'm still not sure they're going to win the game. Yeah. No. They just it they went 8 and 4. Again, I told you I'd put my money on it wasn't yeah. Texas A&M. Yeah. They went 8 and 4. 
And they got to go to Tuscaloosa next year in a game that might get circled. Yeah. Good luck, fellas. Oh, that's true. It usually does not work out. All that happened last night was that Nick Saban just got a little more motivated. You don't think the dynasty's over? No. The dynasty didn't end last night? No. That wasn't all the all the thorn off the roses last night? I will tell you that dynasty is dead when they tell me that dynasty is dead. Kirby yeah. didn't take the sword and put it right in the middle of the... Well, Kirby didn't do any Ed Orgeron bullshit last night. Oh, that's true. That was really stupid on Ed's part. Oh, so dumb. Just insane. He was fooling himself a little that, that night, and he got well, a little carried away. A, that, you look back on it, and that was a moment to go, you know what, you might not know what you're doing. No, Kirby was proud of his team, took no shots at Alabama. I mean, no he, shot to take. No, of course not. He had to work really hard to get to that place. I mean, he was. I gave them no chance mid-third or whenever that was yesterday. I thought when Alabama scored to go up, whatever they win, I went, okay, well, that's it. All right, this again. Like, before he made that big throw, I went, eh. Sure, and that was the big moment. Yeah. They had some moments in that game where things kind of turned, blocked a blocked field goal, had a couple of real aggressive runs, and then made the big throw. What was who blathering about on Twitter yesterday? Uh, Ross was – Ross was upset about something. What on was Twitter he mad about? I don't. I don't remember. He was doing one of those Hugh things of, "Oh, y'all are questioning our integrity with our recruiting class." Was it that? Shut up. Yeah, yeah. He's, well, yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Don't tell people to email rbork at a and m dot edu. Don't do it. Stop. Or compliance at tamu dot edu. Yes. <sighs> What is JT Daniels going to do? You're asking me things I don't know the answers to. I, I guess. I, I mean, I, I guess he's he stays at Georgia and plays. Does Bennett have Bennett another has year? Another year left. Now, is he actually going to take it? I don't know. But don't you, if you're Stetson, you think about that, letting that be your coronating moment. Nice guy, got your health. I mean, probably going to be all good in the state of Georgia for a while. When I say for a while, I mean forever. Yeah, his his next bit's all right, isn't it? Like, it, I mean, it, probably time to. What's he? Bennett Insurance in Athens could go real well. <laughs> it really would. I mean, it could go real well. You'd have to really think about it, wouldn't you? You put all the crap up behind you in your office. Oh yeah. Hey, I'm coming for a quote. Let me talk. Let me tell you about the. Sit down. Yeah. Have some coffee. Call a photographer and go. Listen. <laughs> I need about ten of those photos. Yeah. Blow them up. I'll pay for them. Yeah. We're gonna hang them. Everywhere. I'm going to decorate my office. I here. might even wrap my whole building in them. Wouldn't blame him. Just a damn trophy for the building right there. Uh, let's see. Portal-wise, otherwise, there's dudes. Um, they keep offering wide receivers still. Um. Which begs the question, what's the latest with Deion Smith? And, and there my is answer no is, I don't know. There is no latest. I mean, seriously. At this point, I would bet cautiously that he'll end up just staying at LSU. That is my guess. And it's a – look, it is a guess. It's my guess, too. It's I, I don't know. But it's a guess. Like I said, I, I thought once you – 
once he had the academic issues and you kind of let Brian Kelly at least play, it was going to be tougher. Looks like, what, is, is Butte staying? Sounds like it. Is that, is, that, is, that, is that the way that's working? Sounds like it. There's been some talk about Alabama. but Oh, really? Yeah. Bama has Ricks coming in next year. Yeah. Ricks, Saw that. Yeah. The rumor on Butte was Alabama for a little while. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Got to know that. So, um, so we'll go ahead and skip down, and then I'll come back to the top. Um, and Schleybot's top twenty-five yesterday. He had Ole Miss at twenty-three. Um, obviously, the Rebels just came off ten and three, six and two, losing a ton of dudes. Um, just I mean, a ton of dudes. I couldn't put Ole Miss there right now. Key starters expected to leave: Corral, Ely, Sanders, Drummond, Umano, Williams, Robinson, Springer, and Campbell. It's a bunch. That's a lot of replacements. Um, Slaybot says the Rebels took a gamble on Lane Kiffin, but it paid off when he guided them with their first 10-win regular season in school history. The season ended with a thud after they lost Corral to an injury and to Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. Now Kiffin will have to replace many of the difference makers on offense, including Corral, Ely, and top receivers. Backup quarterback Luke Altmaier was shaking the Sugar Bowl, but it was the first extensive action of his career. Wouldn't be a surprise, however, if Kiffin adds a more experienced passer through the portal. Robinson and top pass rusher Williams are big losses on defense, but as many as six starters might be returning on that side of the ball. Um, they're really good in the secondary. I, I think they are going to yeah. retool back there. Yeah. I mean, I'll be curious to see if it is if Partridge is, ends up getting closed off here. If he uh, kind of keeps that three two six, if that's just kind of what they run, if they try to do something different. Frankly, from a, I mean, Brown will help at linebacker, but from a standpoint of personnel that makes a lot of sense a it works against the type of offenses you see the best and that's where two, they have depth yeah that's where you have the most dudes i mean getting guys on the field when you get brown and reese and and some of those guys it, it plays a big role um in in that so to me that makes sense but uh as you would expect this is littered throughout the uh the sec in his top 25 here as uh you look at it he does have Alabama number one in the preseason going into next season. Um, Ohio State, he has at number two. Okay. They uh, they obviously have a lot of dudes back. So, they have Trevion Henderson and C.J. Stroud coming back, also on the offense. Georgia at three. A&M at four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan at five. Okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Like I said, even at well, five, this is where the, it gets so this shaky is where the and thing weird. With, if you're Mark, right, is is I know ESPN says you got to do this, so we want it the next day because because yeah. clicks. But if you want to do this right, you've got to wait for two things: you've got to wait for the portal to finish spinning, and you've got to wait for the coaching carousel to finish spinning. Yeah. Is is Jim Harbaugh at Michigan? Is he with the Bears? Is Ryan Day at Ohio State? Is he with the Bears? Um, you know, just that that those things that you would just have to have answered before you could do this. But when you do it on January the 11th, you're pretty much admitting that, hey, we're we're just getting clicks with something that we always do. Um, no, Chris Kiffin in Ole Miss is not dead at all. Um, it kind of hit a holding pattern. I think there's he, he is still making that decision. It, it is very much not dead. Um, I have no idea. I, 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 I think he is leaning toward taking it. That appears to be based off what I know, but I'm not willing to go any stronger than that. Neil can guarantee it if he would like. No. Well, um, no. You sure? Yeah. You would say yes, though, if you had to guess one way or the other. Probably. Something up? 
I, sorry, guy. I mean, we're live. There's nothing I can do. Okay. All right. Uh, Notre Dame at six. There seems to be, I will say this, there seems to be an obsession, and that's probably the right word, with keeping it as private as is, is humanly possible. Is that fair? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Utah at seven. Let's talk for a second. You pay a bill or something. Just give me Okay, all right. I'll give you a I'll go ahead and pay a couple of bills because I have no idea where you're going there. So I'm not going anywhere on the show. So okay. <laughs> We're also brought to you by Lamons. Lamons Fine Jewelry located at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for more than 73 years, almost three quarters of a century. From engagement rings to wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We are... Also brought to you by Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate. They're based in Jackson. They service the entire state of Mississippi and all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Um, this week's property spotlight is on the... Uh, oh. Property spotlight's on the village at Madison, located in historic Old Town Madison. It'll feature roughly 60,000 square feet of Class A restaurant, retail, medical, and professional office space, along with roughly 75 zero lot line residences with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. It's located on the corner of Madison Parkway and Main Street in Madison. Cobblestone streets, iron railings, gas lighting will serve as signature elements of the development. Give uh, BB and Sam a call to learn more at 601-586-3220. Also brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's an electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator based out of Baldwin, Mississippi. They have a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662 601-4381. 601-4381. Brought to you by Dead Soxy. Go to deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Uh, I'll just enter the promo code Rebel Grove. Get 25% off any order of the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. And don't forget, NFL playoffs coming up this weekend, college basketball, NBA. You want to uh, have a little fun, bet on those games. You can recommend that you use Brothrow. It's a cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that's going to save you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite friends. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more at brothrow.com. We know that uh, some of you really enjoy Valentine's Day. Uh, Johnson Hill Creamy is going to do some uh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day boxes for you here soon. You can start getting... Uh, acclimated to what is offered in those some different pre-order options they are open 10 to 5 today you can go by check it out for yourself it's on white oak lane right off molly bar in oxford 662-419-9201 as we told you yesterday we know they're sadie lady homemade cheese they've got them in like little heart shapes pretty cool item there inside the uh the box and more johnsonhillcreamery.com to find out all the details you can see the add-on items including uh the pepper jellies the spiced honeys the uh the uh Dips and different things there. So plenty of different options there with uh, all um, homemade cheeses made in-house there, homemade from Johnson Hill Creamery. So, again, check them out, johnsonhillcreamery.com. 
Yeah, I, I know, guys. I, 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 I know you hate it. Um, so, but there's nothing I can do right now, and I'm not about to just start spewing stuff on online. I think it's true, but um, it's an interesting development. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I know people are, are pissed. I know you're pissed, I and mean, I don't blame you for being pissed. Yeah. But um, if we reported something that wasn't right, we'd get killed. Yeah. And we're in like a weird spot. I mean, there's only so much I can, like, we have no ability. Because I can't stop the podcast, so there's, I have no ability to yeah, to do that. So, what what I mean, were the other SEC teams in that preseason poll? Yeah. Um, well, it was littered with SEC teams. Uh, by the way, NC State at number eight. Eight next year. Eight. I always want to. They make, have. I always eight, want to make a comment well, when I hear that. But, it, and, but, but there's two things. One, yes, Dave Dorn has done a hell of a job. Two, this is kind of their year, kind of like Iowa State last year. They got 18 starters back, so you better capitalize on having 18 starters back. But he's done a really good job. They're very steady. They've done a good job. And so yeah. when you do when you do the Matt, let me kind of full circle. When you do yeah, the Matt sure. Luke thing, Matt took a job that he was offered. That's it. The, if you want to be upset at people, you should be upset at Ross Bjork for not standing up to the chancellor. And then you should absolutely be pissed off at the chancellor because that dude burned so many bridges uh, over the course of his time. And you should be mad at some of the people locally who campaigned the way that they campaigned, bartered the way that they bartered. That's what led to all that. Dave Doran would have been a really solid Higher in that moment, he would have, he would have been a stabilizing higher in that moment, and he wouldn't have come in with the baggage that was not fair that Matt had. But Matt had baggage. Matt had been on Freeze's staff, still being from those staff. He yeah, was yeah. on Freeze's staff, and it looked like he got the job because of the local stuff, and it it made it where he never really had a shot. Yes. Uh, the rest of the uh, the poll, Oklahoma State at 9, Michigan State at 10, Clemson at 11. Clemson, by the way, has 17 starters back next season. Uh, Oregon, 12. Houston, 13. Mm. Feels high, but yeah. they went 12-2. and two. Wake Forest, uh, 14. Feels high. Feels like we're just kind of taking the final poll from this year and moving it around. Well, a in a bit. lot of ways you are. You're, and again, you're doing this so early. So early, and it's for clicks. Iowa, 15. Baylor, 16. Oklahoma 17. The Oklahoma 17 is interesting from the standpoint of they've kind of they look so bad all year in their own way even though they went 11 and 2. They went as bad as you could look at an 11 and 2 team. That they've sort of fallen out of yeah. that favor of just getting the crazy benefit of the doubt. And they looked time. good enough in the bowl game and the Dylan Gabriel thing where you go, well they probably won't fall that far. I could still win the league. I mean, who knows? It could, but, but it'd be tough. Uh BYU at 18, Cincinnati at 19. Arkansas at 20, Kentucky at 21, SC at 22, mentioned Ole Miss at 23, Wisconsin at 24, and number 25, South Carolina. Oh, really? I was going to guess you were going to say Tennessee. No, South Carolina. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's fine. Whatever. Well, I mean, they're going to be better at a lot of spots. They've had a lot of success in the portal. They're capitalizing on some momentum they'll be they'll sell a lot of tickets 
who was the true loser in the NCAA debacle. Not Freeze, not Luke, not Bjork. I mean, Barney, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah. It's it's Barney, but... The level of loss is mitigated. I mean, at the end of the day, he was an all-field staffer. Yeah. It was only... It's only the biggest loss being Barney from a couple different reasons. A, he took credibility to shots that he shouldn't have taken. They should have gone on somebody else, which is huge. Yeah. Changed the, his ability to get D1 jobs. I mean, a five-year show calls is a big freaking deal. And then two, it would have been really easy to put him on the field, elevate him as in a position coach, which would have changed his career. That is where it really you get into the end of the deal. And there. I would argue that to a lot of degrees that Freeze was a loser in it. I mean, he's still coaching at Liberty today. That's true. He's making a lot of money, and he's in a place that, frankly, is a better fit for him. But Hugh would love to be the coach at Tennessee or South Carolina or Auburn today, mm-hmm. and he's not. Walker, I saw you ask for in-game thoughts. I'm going to do a podcast on that. I, it, it would it would take up a lot of time, and frankly, most people probably are not interested in that. But I am going to do a show on on that that journey. Was oh, that um, a movie? It's the kind of the climax of how far I've gotten in this Marvel thing. Like oh. it's where they wrap everything and kind of move on. So yeah, okay. It's uh, but I I don't have twenty five minutes for that. It probably would take that long to go through all my all my different thoughts to that. Um, yeah, I, I will say though, it it is my favorite one I've watched. It went straight to the top, and I don't think that's just recency bias or the fact that I watched it this uh this week. So yeah. Um. Okay. Anything else? Ole Miss, Texas A&M tonight. Oh, yeah. 7.30 on that one. The Aggies are pretty hot. They're real hot. They they actually kind of dominated Arkansas for most of the game the other day, and then Arkansas made a, a late run and got it got it really close. Oh, really? Yeah. They, I think Arkansas got within two, and then A&M got a bucket and, and then won the game. But A&M was the better team for the overwhelming majority of 40 minutes. So they're they're off they're, I think they're 13 and 2 overall. They've won 8 in a row, I think. So it's it'll be a challenge for Ole Miss tonight. I don't know Jarkel Joyner's status. It's a back. If you've ever had back issues, you know how that works. Um to my understanding, there's no covid issue with this team. Everybody everybody made the trip or is making the trip, so yeah, they uh, they lost to TCU 68-64 and since then they beat Oregon State um they won at in Corvallis. Sorry, I was forgetting where they were located. They won in Corvallis, eighty three seventy three. They beat Northwestern State. They beat DCH, which if you guys can come up with what that stands for, who they played, feel free. I, off the top of my head, I cannot make that DCH. Into off the top of my head, I'm not know. making that into anybody. I no don't. Clue. I don't know. Um, Central Arkansas, and then in league play, they won at Georgia, eighty one seventy nine. They beat Arkansas, eighty six eighty one, as you mentioned, and then now um, playing Ole Miss. So they've played. Two conference games, one two and zero at this point. Okay. Um, big game for them because they actually can get the next one too. Missouri, they go to Columbia and play, um, try to get a road game, and then uh, they have three games of much tougher action. They get Kentucky at home and then go to Arkansas and LSU back to back. So, kind of key couple games here for A and M as they try to position themselves. Um, Ole Miss had their game against Florida rescheduled January 24th for uh, the date on that. That's a Monday, a Monday night. So they'll play three games. Boom. They play three games in five days. They play Oof. Arkansas, Florida, and State over a five-day period there. Arkansas at home, Florida at home, 
and then and at, at state. Yeah, in whatever order they're in, that is the, okay. that is the way that's that that's working out. Um, I think it's Florida and then. I think it's Florida and then Arkansas and then state. Well, no, it goes the other way. It's Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, whatever oh, okay. it is. But I don't know. I don't know who's Saturday and who's Wednesday. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Doesn't. Um, I mean, maybe it's at state and then <laughs> I'm looking Florida at Florida. We're just confusing the crap out of people. It is Mississippi State on Saturday, January 22nd. Yeah, and then, and then is Florida at home. And then Arkansas, Arkansas at home. Gotcha. And then they're actually at home on Saturday too, because that's the Big Twelve Challenge. They play Kansas State. Okay. So they get a home game there as uh, as well. They come home and play Auburn and Missouri back to back after A and M. They play seven thirty against Auburn on Saturday night, and then on Tuesday they play home against Missouri. So that's the only positive in this is they're off from Tuesday until Saturday, heading into that stretch. They don't have the Wednesday game. Gotcha. They got the home game on Tuesday. Um, tonight's game is on SEC Network. Is uh is a time for that, and then let me just get you a quick uh, rundown of what else is going on. Oh, it's the uh, it's the Alabama game. Alabama and Auburn play tonight in Tuscaloosa. That's your other SEC game of note okay. tonight. And uh, what in, time's uh, that game? I pulled it up. I don't know. Let's see. SEC schedule five thirty. I mean, are they on the same channel? I don't I mean, know. I don't. Maybe that's an ESPN game tonight. Do I know? Maybe the Alabama Auburn game is ESPN. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now just to make sure. Tonight, your matchups, SEC Network at 5.30, South Carolina at Tennessee. Okay. On ESPN at 6, Kentucky at Vanderbilt, 7.30 on SEC Network, Ole Miss and A&M, and at 8 o'clock on ESPN, Auburn oh. and Alabama. You'll stay up to watch that one? I will turn it on if I'm just kind of hanging yeah. out. Yeah. Um, I, I Probably will not be what I watch, but if I was having nothing else, sure, I'll turn it on and just give it a chance. Uh, there, Alabama's been a little schizophrenic because of their lack of defense and their Necessity to hit outside shots. So. Better play some defense against Auburn. Yeah, Auburn's legitimately really good. So, well, uh, we'll see. Uh, what's that about? Nothing. I'm making sure we hadn't missed anything news wise. So, okay, we will uh, be back with you to uh, tomorrow with another edition of the show. Whatever's going on today, maybe some news, maybe not. We'll, uh, we'll fill you in at RebelGrove.com. In the meantime, so I hope all you have a wonderful day. Talk to you again very soon.